0: Welcome to another episode of Sports and Stuff. I am your host, Andy Resissi. Have some exciting news coming up. On our next podcast, Barry and I will be going and doing our Chicken Tender Contest. It's uh, only fast food restaurants. So far, for sure, we will have Slim Chickens, Bojangles, Canes, Chick-fil-A, And then we have a a nice pool of other ones. We may do as many as eight, but those ones I name for sure will be in. If anybody has any input on who they would like to see in the contest, as long as it's a fast food restaurant, and I can get to it in a reasonable amount of time. I'll put it in there. But we are both excited to do this. It's going to be a blind taste test type of thing. And going to cost a little bit of money, but it should be fun. I'm excited to get um, get this info out to you guys, and hey, I might be excited to have a lot of chicken tenders on Thursday night. Hopefully, we'll get the episode out next Friday. So that is what is on the horizon for sports and stuff today. Have some things we'd like to cover, and the first one is went to Uncle Primo's again. Fantastic as usual, but what I did did see is I got dessert and peanut butter pie was pretty good but this just shows you how dumb barry is because he says that the crust does not matter they really went skimpy on the crust it was not a quality crust it was real thin it was it just made the pie subpar where if you put a good (coughs) crust on there it would definitely have been an above average pie but Really disappointed in the pie. Meal was great as usual, but it just brought me back memories of Steve and and just shows you that what he says doesn't make any sense about the pie crust. Transitioning into more food. So Taco Bell, I see they came back with the Double Decker Taco. Double Decker Taco has been discontinued for a while. As they are famous for now, discontinuing items, very frustrating. I'll get to that in a minute. But the Double te- Decker Taco was back, so it excited me. going to have to go there later today. Old school item. And um, the thing that really blows me away, though, so I was reading an article, and the reason why they brought it back is because people were going crazy on social media about it. Okay, look, first of all, it's a popular item, and you get rid of it, yet, you carry all the items to make that item. So if somebody wants to spend $3 on a double-decker taco, get a soft shell, put some beans on it, put the hard shell on it, squeeze it together, scoop of meat, scoop of cheese, scoop of lettuce, done, $3. bucks. you are completely ripping us off. At this point, we understand that we're going to Taco Bell. We used to get sick for $5 because we get so much food. Now... We're spending closer to 20 bucks to get that same experience. We all get that. But now you're going to take away items that we like, so they, they take away the Mexican pizza. The most popular item of my friends and I, I'm going to say if it's not the most popular item they had going of all time, it's got to be up there. They sell it for over 5 bucks now, which is unbelievable. Give me three Mexican pizzas. Well, I might as well get a filet. I mean, things have gotten out of hand. And I don't understand why they need to get rid of all these items. So this girl on social media, I read that she loved the double-decker taco and she was distraught. They got rid of it. So she, I don't know if she wrote to them or put on social media. She said, if you bring back the double-decker taco, she would get married at a Taco Bell. So now they bring it back. So apparently she's going to get married at a Taco Bell, whatever. It's going to save some money that way, I guess. But my point is, what do I have to do to get the Baja Chalupa back? Do I have to skydive out of a plane wearing Taco Bell gear? I don't understand. Why can't we just bring back the popular items? You're selling them for God knows what now. And you have all the items on hand. They get rid of the Mexi Melt. Everybody... It's a three biter. Everybody loved it, and they were charging three fifty, and they get rid of it. Oh, we're not selling as many as we used to. Yeah, because they used to be eighty nine cents. Now they're three fifty, and idiots like myself still buy them from time to time. But we're getting rid of them. Well, the sales are a little down. But what do you think is going to happen when you raise the price by four hundred and fifty percent? It's just that stuff just blows me away. And you know, then they say, "Well, we got to declutter the menu." Okay. First of all, I disagree with that. But they want to go. I guess McDonald's has some success doing that. When I go to Taco Bell, I loved having different options. But they get rid of popular items such as, <coughs> excuse me, the Baja Chalupa, which I loved, and the Mexican pizza, which everybody knows how I feel about that. And then via QSR Magazine, they said, well, we had to make room for other. Um, Other menu items such as the grande box, the beef burrito, okay, whatever, the new green sauce recipe, we have to take the Mexican pizza off for sauce? We had mild, we had hot, and we had fire. But now, man, we got to get rid of that Mexican pizza because we got to add a new, uh, a new little bucket to put the sauce in. Boy, that makes sense. And the Dragon Fruit Freeze. I've never heard anybody get the Dragon Fruit Freeze. And I think I've seen one person get a freeze. Taco Bell used to be, to me, just on a pedestal. Number one fast food restaurant. I've essentially banned it for from anything except fourth meal. I mean, obviously, there's nothing that beats it for fourth meal. But... <clears throat> I'll have it on occasion. They brought back the double-decker taco. I'll go and get it. But, boy, they are really ticking me off with some of the decisions. I feel like I would, you know, I tell Jenny this all the time. when We're at a restaurant and things aren't going the way they should be going. Some of the marketing stuff going on, I believe I do a better job than these companies with experience. I have zero experience, and I could go in there and run a better show than these guys do. She doesn't believe me, but trust me, I could. So. exciting times coming up my dad's birthday is coming up december 20th and you know really good dad growing up and as a lot of people know he got a little scary from time to time i got in trouble a decent amount growing up some of it justified some of it i think uh would be up for debate but one thing that my dad could never get right is he does not understand the difference between a PlayStation and an Xbox. And numerous times I had to explain to them. So, for example, you know, I I bring home a report card, and there might be a couple C's on there. Didn't really try as hard as I should have until college. And, you know, I'd get the speech, you're downstairs playing Xbox all night, and you should be studying. And and I'd have to say, Dad, I I don't have an Xbox. I, I have a PlayStation you know what I'm talking about, and he start yelling, and I say, but there really is a big difference, the controllers are different sizes, you know, the PlayStation 2's really fits in your hand well, as John Wallace says, the Xbox, you know, is like a model airplane for their controller, there really is a big difference, I'm not able to play Halo on PlayStation 2, so he thinks there is no difference, so he would always say that, and I'd always get a kick out of it, so then You know, of course, the next report card comes. Not a whole lot of improvement, typically. And he comes back with, you're downstairs playing Xbox? Dad, I have PlayStation. You know what I'm talking about. So this would go back and forth. Well, finally, you know, after 10 times in a row saying it, you know, once again, you know, a bad report card. And by bad, I'm saying, I didn't didn't blow you away. I wasn't out there getting Ds and Fs, but come home with another C, hard class, you know, might, might be taking a Meadows math class. That guy, good teacher, but boy, it was hard. And, you know, I just, I never studied enough, he said. You know, you're down there playing Xbox. And by the, the last time he said it, I looked at him, and before I could get anything out of my mouth, he says, don't you dare say it. And I just kind of put my head down and, and smiled a little bit. But, you know, his birthday coming up, I thought I had to tell that story. I think anybody out there knows the difference between Xbox and playstation xbox 360 p s two p s three the list goes on. people take sides you know you're either a PlayStation guy or an Xbox guy, and I just found it funny that uh this is something he could never figure out um, so happy birthday, Dad. I know he is one of the loyal listeners out there so next uh going into a little sports talk now. The Chargers Thursday night, boy, I don't even want to get into how much money I lost on this game. But they go down 63 to 21 against the Raiders, by the way, aren't very good. They were down 63. <coughs> sorry, I'm still uh, battling a little cough here. Down 63 to 7 at one point. And, and oh my gosh, Staley finally gets fired. And this. I'm shocked that he made this year after blowing the 27-0 lead in the playoffs last season in the first round. You know, his first year, he goes 9-8. And, and And I remember we the Browns played the Chargers, and they the Chargers went for it on fourth down every time, and it was a gamble, and they made it every time. Fourth and short, it would be on their own 20 or 30. They'd go for it, something that you never really see you start to see it now a little more with analytics. And Staley comes in, and he really, really believes in the analytics. So he does it early on. It works a little bit. And then later that season, it starts not working. And, you know, people are going crazy saying, oh, I can't believe you're doing it. Well, he ends up changing his philosophy. And, you know, it's one of those things where if you truly, truly believe in something, you know, there's going to be times where it doesn't It's sports. There's, things aren't going to work every single time. Well, Staley decided, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change and I'm going to be conservative. And there was games where he kicked field goals when he normally would have went for it, punted, you know, when he said he was going to go for it. And then it became his identity was, we're not really sure what it is. And he's supposed to be a defensive guy. He came in as this analytical thinking, really good defensive guy. And then they just gave up 63 points. Now the team quit on him. He finally gets fired. And I, I think some, you know, this team has a lot of talent. Now, to be fair to the guy, Herbert was out. Keenan Allen was out. But they made some big signings in the offseason. They got Khalil Mack. Um, the defense was supposed to be good. They got Bosa. Now, I know he's hurt now. But <laughs> they had talent up there with really any other teams the last couple years. And, and they have one playoff appearance to show for it in three seasons, and they were up 27 nothing, and they blew that lead. Owner notoriously cheap, but the one indictment I'd say is Justin Herbert came in out of college, wasn't even supposed to start. Tyrod Taylor goes through that medical issue, so he shoved in there. Really an underwhelming career at Oregon, if you ask me, and I was kind of low on the guy. Has a hell of a rookie season, and since the rookie season, he's slightly regressed in each year in my opinion, the statistically his best year was his rookie year. You can't really argue that it's debatable if he's, you know, if he's regressed or not, but he certainly hasn't gotten any better. I really think that they have to get a good offensive minded coach in there. I think immediately Ben Johnson, uh, the Lions O coordinator, who's done a fantastic job this year comes to mind. Um, That would be probably one on my wish list. I've heard some Bill Belichick talk. Now he's obviously a defensive guy. If he wants in, we'll see. It's remains to be seen if he'll be back with the uh, Patriots. Um, I, I think it's at least I think it's around fifty-fifty. I could see it going either way. Um, I think everybody has him out, but I am of the belief that this guy is the greatest coach of all time. And I know it's a "What have you done for me lately?" business, and you know Tom Brady. Everybody says he's the only reason. He's a huge reason why he had the success he did. But I think it was a team effort for the most part. Uh, Belichick's still doing a great job defensively with the Patriots. Now you'd have to get somebody in there to work with Herbert, but man, you're telling me that you know Justin Herbert—he's got to be in, in one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Still working with a Belichick right now. Belichick's working with Mac Jones and and uh, Bailey Zappi and, and guys like that. You give him a Justin Herbert, all this talent. I feel like you have to do that. Belichick wants to continue to coach I think I mean this guy that's he always says you know he works really hard but it beats work and be, you know he always says it beats working and, and I, I just think he's gonna be a lifer I can't see him retiring that's just a guess but uh those would be the guy I heard Lincoln Riley's name floated out there I can't get on board with that yes he's a great offensive mind but man he just He's not even a guy that's won anything at the college level as far as national titles and such. Um, defensively, it's always very, very underwhelming. If they did hire him, <coughs> I just rem- would remind me of a, a Cliff Kingsbury situation. Now, I do think he has more clout and cachet than Cliff Kingsbury because he has had more success at the college level as a head coach. But still, I don't know if... What he lacks in defense is worth it to bring him in to that kind of situation because it's a mess right now. And I'll be curious to see how they finish the year out. Um, they do have some talent still. A lot of it. A lot of the guys are banged up. Uh, I wonder, you know, who all is going to continue to play down the stretch. But that, that'll be interesting to see. <clears throat> Moving over to basketball, Draymond Green. <laughs> Suspended indefinitely after his latest incident. I don't even know what to call it. He did like a spinning, I'm going to call it punch. Says it was not intentional. But boy, he's had so many incidents over his career that now, you know, the the league's finally fed up. I think the team's pr- finally fed up. And I'm, I'm down on the guy. I always have been. Now, he has his purpose and his place on the warriors and they won four championships and he was a big part of it but he to me is the ultimate system guy and there's nothing wrong with that but if I was the warriors I would have called his bluff in the off season I would not have re-signed him to big money I would have re-signed him cuz he is a big part of what they do I would have given him 15 mil I would have paid him like a, a system guy I wouldn't pay him like he's a guy that deserves all kinds of money and if you want to leave go somewhere else I did a little research. So, career, he is a 9.7 rebound, 5.5 assist guy. One-time defensive player of the year, and he does do a lot of the dirty work for that Warriors team. I get it, okay? But back in the 2019-2020 season, he proved that he – so a lot of people say, hey, these guys are willing to sacrifice their offensive game for the good of the team. So people could use that argument for Draymond Green. He proved that to be false in 2019 and 2020. Curry out for the majority of the season. Clay Thompson misses the entire season. They need somebody to help carry the offensive load. You know what he does in the 40-some games he plays, I believe it was that year? Eight points, six rebounds, six assists. His numbers are either at or below his career averages, shooting 46% from the field. They needed offense, but that's not the type of player he is. He is a system guy, okay? So, if somebody wanted to pay him big money in the free agent market, be my guest. But I'm not giving you all that extra money, okay? If he was a model citizen, I still don't think he's great. But look at all these incidents. 2016 NBA Finals. Everybody familiar with that? (coughs) Get suspended in game four. Or, yeah, game four, you know, he does the kick thing, ends up getting a flagrant foul. That's his fourth of the, of the playoffs, suspended for game five of the NBA Finals. The next game, where the Cavs look dead to rights, down three games to one, and what happens? Kyrie and LeBron go off. That's the year that Draymond won Defensive Player of the Year. A lot of people think he cost them the NBA Finals. Played unbelievable in game seven. They still lost, though. So that was a huge, probably the biggest incident at the biggest time. He was selfish and, you know, ends up getting suspended. 2018, Kevin Durant's uh, saga gets suspended one game for conduct detrimental to the team. Big reason uh, Kevin Durant leaves the Warriors is because of Draymond Green. Now, there's been a lot of talk since, but that has been, Stated by Kevin Durant that that is a big reason he left. 2022, punches Poole in the face. Only gets fined. A lot of people said it was a sucker punch. The interesting thing about that is I feel like the team kind of took Draymond's side without saying a lot of things. I'm not sure if Poole's an unlikable guy. But regardless, there was another incident. Last year in the playoffs, he steps on Sabonis' chest, gets suspended for that then he gets um he gets a 16th technical, gets suspended last year for that. Um 5 games for the headlock earlier this season and now this incident. There that's seven incidents over his career and how many things Colin Coward brought up a great point. I was listening to him and he was saying that you know he a lot people don't care about near as much of the stuff that goes on if you're winning. But as soon as you aren't winning, that stuff really, really becomes big, big deals. Okay. When you're winning championships, when you're in the playoffs, every season, they might even swept some stuff under the rug because they were winning. Now with what's happening. Oh, now everything's a big deal because he's not playing as well. The warriors are not winning. You know, they, they, Bob Myers ends up leaving that team, and it looks like he left at the right time because Clay is not aging well, Draymond's not aging well, Steph's still unbelievable, but can't do it by himself. Wiggins, uh, man, after that championship run, he, he is not aging well, and, and they ended up they, – they re-signed all these guys, and now that's what they're going to war with, and it's just – it doesn't look like it's going to be good enough. And now these incidents are becoming a bigger deal because they're not winning. And Charles Barkley, I heard him say, "Hey, at the end of your career when you're not as good," he was talking about how you know he was getting embarrassed on the court and he started making some bad decisions. Draymond is obviously a guy that needs his athleticism because he's a really good defender. Now he's probably getting burnt more often and, and things aren't going as well, and his temper is—he's letting the temper get the best of him. So. He's got to get that figured out. Again, I've never been a huge fan of his, but um, things do not look good for the Warriors in general. Um, Excuse me. Best bets. I made a mistake on the last episode. I am 11 and 14, but I'm down 0.58 units, not 0.40. So I just wanted to be honest. Full disclosure, I made a 0.18 mistake. I lost 1.18 units instead of. Uh, one on that parlay I had. So I changed that. Um, What I have pending, just so we're all caught up. Everything's settled except the bets, I'm going to say. On episode three, Damar Hanlon, uh, Comeback Player of the Year, a five-unit play, and that is looking really, really good right now based on the betting market. I have episode 13, a half a unit on the bills to win the Super Bowl at 50-1. to I don't think it's going to happen, but value wise, another good play. And then on episode 14, I had Tatum to win the MVP at 11 to 1 and Giannis to win it at 12 to 1, both of those. And then on episode 15, Judge and Soto combined 87.5 home runs under minus 125. Only one unit, even though I love the play just because it's so far in the future. And then I'm adding one best bet, and I apologize. I know the Lions game is tonight, so it's not going to give you a ton of a turnaround depending on when you're listening. But I got the Lions money line tonight at parlayed with the Panthers, and they're plus three, but I'm going to tease it up to plus seven and a half. They stink. I get it. But they're playing the Falcons. They have Desmond Ritter. Favored on the road. I'm going to have a little piece of Panthers' money line, even though they're terrible, because I just do not think Desmond Ritter should be favored against anybody, especially on the road. But I think this is a best bet. Lions' money line, Panthers plus seven and a half, and that's minus 108. So that's going to be what I have going into this weekend. I also wanted to say that um, I appreciate everybody listening to the show. And, uh, hopefully you guys all tune in on Thursday night or Friday to our chicken tender special, something we're looking forward to. So thanks again, everybody for listening. As always, enjoy your weekends and good luck in your bets. Take care.